Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast, where your host, Isabel Ross, interviews experts and athletes in the field of endurance sports. Isabel Ross is a three-time Australian long-distance mountain running representative at the World Championships with a best finishing place of 10th female. Twice Australian trail champion, she has won the six-foot track marathon, run a sub-three-hour marathon, and won a 24-hour track race overall with a distance of 198.7 kilometers, as well as competing in and winning grueling ultramarathons in rugged, mountainous terrain. Isabel has raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons. Isabel is an Australian and USA-accredited endurance coach working with athletes of all levels and is a certified UESCA ultra running coach. She's also a personal trainer and podcast host. Are injuries or niggles ruining your enjoyment of running and hindering your performance? Get on top of these and see the specialists at Health and High Performance. Utilising the latest in technology and with a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can assist you with all your running, injury and performance needs. So get back to enjoying your running and achieving the results you are capable of. Head to healthhp.com.au forward slash run or find them on Instagram at healthhighperformance. Health and High Performance are located in Montalbert, Melbourne, but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide, but also around the world. Contact them on their website to find out more. Wild Earth Australia are the online store to help you make the most out of the outdoors with top quality gear at great prices. Peak Endurance podcast listeners can use the discount code PEAKENDURANCE in all capitals to get 10% off at checkout. Head on over to wildearth.com.au to get everything you need for your next adventure. Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Episode 110 is an interview with Megan Harper and Matt Veenstra, the directors of GSCR, the Great Southern Endurance Run in Victoria. In this episode, we discuss their involvement in the ultra running scene, the new course and distances on offer, increasing the community feel in ultra running and how they are encouraging female participation in the sport. They are also giving away a free entry to the race. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast to hear how you can enter. If you enjoy this episode, could you do me a favour and go on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review and subscribe? It really helps grow the audience and the show. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. If you are looking to run further or faster than you have ever before, you need to have structured, individualised training to help you get there. If you want to achieve the best you are capable of, email me, isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au to get a program started. Enjoy the podcast. Megan and Matt and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Thanks, great to be here. No worries. Can you tell um, each of you, taking turns, tell the listeners a bit about yourselves, just a little bit, you know, your athletic backgrounds and how you got into running or ultra running? Um, You go ahead. Ladies first, ladies first. Um, I guess my background, I trained as environmental scientist and a few years ago changed careers to be a primary school teacher. So now I teach PE from prep to year six. Um, Also a mum of two, so that keeps me quite busy. 
Uh, I've always been involved in sport from a young age. My dad was right into sport, did a lot of triathlons, um, probably started in little laths um, and tried, I think, every sport under the sun as a, as a teenager. So from water polo, triathlons, fun runs, basketball, you name it. Um, I got into running probably after that. It's been off and on. So I did a little bit of running um, and first probably got inspired to do something a bit bigger when I was in Barcelona. A guy had was in a pub and he said, oh, I just ran my 100th marathon. So I'm in, he's celebrating. And I thought, oh, well, he's done 100. I could at least do one. <laughs> so then I decided, um, as I do, I get a little bit enthusiastic. And three months later was going to be the Melbourne Marathon. So I'm like, oh, that's it. I'll just train, find a training plan online, train up, do the Melbourne Marathon. I did it, uh, but it wasn't very successful. <laughs> yeah, so three months from not running to running the Melbourne Marathon. And um, yeah, my nutrition was lacking. I think I had like two lolly snakes and water and that was about it for the whole marathon and really died in the ass, but um, got it done. I finished, but then um, it was a bit inconsistent after that. I sort of, it was a little bit too much to go from zero to a full marathon. Um, and then I sort of got back into it with uh, Terrelgan Harriers and I uh, started doing like the 5K runs and a friend who I met there said, hey, you should try out some trail running. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll train up with you. And I did, my first trail run was the um, 13K in the Bobor Trail Fest oh, yeah. uh, at Mount Bobor. Uh, and then had a little bit of time off, had some, had the girls and then got back into it and um, yeah, got to do my first ultra, which was the Warby 50 a few years ago. No. So that's basically, yeah, where I'm at at the moment. Cool. No, and, and sorry, I also forgot to introduce my co-host, Ron. Hello. So. <laughs> Hi, Ron. <laughs> so often forgotten. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Ron, let's, let's just let the ladies have the, the conversation <laughs> here. They can cover the topics better than what we can, definitely. So. Yeah, well, maybe for this one a bit. But anyway, <laughs> tell us a bit about your background. Okay, so back in uh, in my school days, I never really had the desire to run any more than four hundred meters. I could run one hundred meters and two hundred meters and four hundred meters on the on the athletics days, and even on the cross country days, I also walked. I ran a bit, but I also won at the same time. So I'm like, well, okay, I can get away with uh, with running uh, and walking and still winning a race. So my mind was like anything more than 400 meters like two laps around an oval that was that was that's too too far too far and that was yeah that was that school then I progressed into my early 20s and then I just sort of um in many ways um wasn't wasn't that fit at all but I moved and I bought my house, a house, and uh, the best thing to do to experience and learn about all where the streets go and everything was to start running and walking to explore the the neighbourhood, and so that's that's where sort of running came from 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 there. And so building building on that, I then uh, had the uh, the the brain idea, brainy idea to uh, become a personal trainer. So I, I changed careers and I became a personal trainer 
and then you train people up to do run for the kids or oxfam or whatever it may be from there and so that's where the desire for me to become uh to do marathons and half marathons and then i heard about this run called two bays where at the halfway point you get to ring this bell and i thought oh how cool you get to ring a bell at the halfway point why why not sign up for that how good how good is that i tell you the halfway point was actually 28 kilometers though uh well yeah i sort of figured that i'd I'd done a marathon uh, um probably a month and a half before so i'm like okay i'll just give it a whirl and go from there so yeah my first two days experience was a very interesting one because at about the 13k mark a bunch of kangaroos started bounding through the bush and cleaned up me and another guy wow and so that was that was pretty interesting and um I had uh, had Dave Eady uh, on looking, and he was uh, he enjoyed. I, I think the the comical of us two guys just hitting the deck yeah. is. I can imagine Dave Eady enjoying that. <laughs> running on. That was that was quite funny. Um, made it to the Dramana turnaround point, rang the bell, and then oh bugger, I got to go back up and over mm. after seat and make my way back to uh, to Cape Shanks. So across the finish line, and I. I got it done, which was really great. But the very next day I had to go and see the podiatrist because the trail runners that I was wearing, I had developed a blister underneath my big toe and needed to relieve a little bit of pressure out of the, uh, from the the nail and oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> then sort of the the things things progressed from, from there. Um, and then you meet up with a, a great trail running community and you get inspired to do um, longer and further runs and so you go back and do two bays again but then you have the ball trail fest not too long after that and then a couple of guys there say oh there's a, a run uh, a 75k run up on uh, on mount buffalo you should come and do that so then you, you go from there and you do that and then you hear about this run called utmb and you go oh gee how do i how do i get to do that oh i have to run 100ks in the blue mountains to to qualify and get points so you do that and then you go in the ballot for UTMB and then you miss out. So then you have to earn more points by doing other runs. <laughs> and then you go, okay, well, there's the, I think called a hundred mile run and you go, oh, wow. Okay. So you head up and then you pace people during the hundred mile run and you go, yeah, I could, I could do this. And so then you sign up for that the following year and then you get enough <laughs> points. So that was Alpine Challenge. Yeah back back when it was based out of the uh, bogong village which was yeah a really unique yes. yeah, finishing yeah. spot yeah, and then you go okay i've got enough points i'll go in the the ballot for utmb and then i got in so that was 2016 and i was uh, i completed that and then i completed it again in 2019 so oh wow yeah so I've done UTMB twice um, and I have no hesitations in going back and doing it again if I ever, ever get the chance and um, we'll see, see what the future brings with that. So, yeah. So, um, Megan, does that mean UTMB is in your future too? <laughs> yeah, it probably is. There's no way that I could let him go and run on those okay. trails and not go and do it too. So... Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, that's fair enough. No, um, we've got you on the um, podcast today because uh, you are 
race directors for GSER and we're going to go through some particular points. But first of all, how did you guys, because this is your first year directing GSER, how did you get involved? Um, I guess my first involvement in GSER was in 2019 where I ran the event, the 50 mile. Yeah. And um, that it only happened to be that it was, I was looking, I was turning 40 in 2019 and I decided, oh, well, I want to run, I want to run 40 Ks for my 40th birthday. Um, and my birthday was that weekend. So I looked for runs on that weekend and there weren't any 40 K runs. There was only the 50 miles, which I thought, well, 50 miles is close to 40. <laughs> so I'll do that. Um, so I ended up running the event that year for my birthday and being on top of the twins at midnight when I turned 40. Oh, awesome. um, yeah, which was pretty amazing. There were a few tears on the way up to the top of the twins. And that wasn't just because I was turning 40. That was because uh, yeah, I, I was out in the middle of the night yeah. <laughs> getting up a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was sort of how I got involved in GSER. Plus, um, I had volunteered and ran in mountain sports events. So mountain sports were the previous owners. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of where my involvement started. And I suppose for me, I was um, helping Sean and Mel with mountain sports, either volunteering and, and running in a fair few of those their events. Uh, I signed up to do the 100 miler at 2017 GSCR, but I got I got hailed on and I was really, really cold. So once I got to the turning point, you turn right to go up and over the Viking and continue on your 100 mile journey or you turn left and head down to Lake Cobbler. I took the easier option and finished the 50 mile in, instead. And then I, um, then I helped uh, crew my mate Chris Roberts and a couple of the other guys that were still coming through on the, on the next day that had been out all night and tackling the, the Barry Saddle and up and over the twins and then that as they were making their way down to Harrietville and still had 30 odd K to go back into into Bright where they uh, they finished at the 2017 uh, GSER. So yeah. And um, can I ask how the current restrictions and everything are affecting your planning of the race? Uh, it, it is um, personal, personally from a personal point of view, look, we are doing what we, we can to put um, structure in place so that the event will be able to be ran. Uh, there are many things that are out of our, uh, out of our league and, and out of our hands to, to do with anything. But I, I think with all things going well, we should be able to run the event with a few, um, what, can we, what can we say? Um, probably guidelines that we can make and ensure that all the runners out on course are gonna be safe and any volunteers and so forth are gonna be safe as with other events that have already been ran in the first half of the year. November is still a, a fair, fair way away. So we will just uh, monitor what's going on and, and see what we can, we can do to, to get through and get to that point and then have a really successful event, so. Yeah. You've, you've changed the format and the course a little bit from the previous years. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what, what's, yeah. what's new? Okay, so traditionally the GSER course, so in 2017 it was from Buller to Bright and then 2019 the planned event was from Bright to Buller and that is a point-to-point -point which 
is it, it can be an interest for, for many runners. Um, as new owners of the event, what we wanted to do is create more camaraderie out on the trail, make it a little bit easier for support crews, aid stations, and also uh, the medical teams to be able to access runners out on, out on the trails. We wanted to bring the event uh, and base it out of Harrietville and support the, the Harrietville businesses and then um, the community of Harrietville. So by basing the, the event out of Harrietville, we can then utilize more of the trails that are um, in and around that area. So we also introduced the 28K to be able to have a, an introduction to, to mountain running, sky running. And that's a, that's a little cream on the cream on the top. So the format for 2021 GSER will be on Friday the 12th of November. The 100 miles will start at 7 a.m. They'll make their way on a very flat park run 5K out to the, the Harrietville <laughs> Trout Farm before then <laughs> heading up heading up Northwest Spurs. So that first 5K is just to, just to you know, get, get the nerves out. Yeah, warm up and uh and get your uh get your rhythm going before you get to go and experience a thousand meters of vert and 4ks up to up to mumsy hut up to Feathertop, and then heading across the razorback before you uh you jump on to the aawt from diamond tina hut down to saint bernard and you make your way out to uh to the viking before turning around and then coming back up back up to diamond tina hut and then down on Accord and finishing in Harrietville. So that should be 161 Ks and uh, over 10,000 10, metres of vet. So yeah, that should be should be really good. On the Saturday, which is 24 hours later, we have the, the 28 K, which once again, we'll do the flat 5 K uh, start uh, out to the trout farm and then making their way up Northwest Spur up to Feathertop and then they'll come down Bungalow Spur. So that's a, that's a, just a, an up and down. And um, the beauty is that the 28K runner should be done when the lead runners of the 100 milers should be, should be finishing. So building that, the, the camaraderie and then cheering them over the, over the finish line is what we're sort of aiming at. And then we have the 50 mile, which will start at 8 a.m. on that Saturday. Uh, once again, heading out on the flat 5K up to Feathertop along the Razorback uh, and then they'll they'll get to to come down to Mount Saint Bernard, up and over the Twins, like the hundred mile. But just after the Twins is a a, a mountain called Mount Murray, and that there, if you're looking in a southerly direction from Mount Murray, you get the the, the really um, beautiful views over over the Wanangatta area, um, looking out to towards the Blue Rag over the Dargo High Plains, and it's a really magical magical spot. So they'll head up to there, then turn around, and then um, once again, like the 100 mile, up to Diamantina Hut, and then down Bon Accord back into to Harrietville. So the beauty is that once the 100 milers will be going out, the 50 milers will be sort of with a bunch of those as they're coming coming back through, and that will be really inspiring for 50 mile run, 50 mile runners to be able to have a 100 miler that's been out there for 24 hours longer than what they have, and and running beside them and, and sort of encouraging and so forth. So yeah, that's that's the, the format at this present time. The 50 mile will have um, just over 5,000 meters of vert. So that's what we're, we're looking at. So 
um, that's most vert than more hundred Ks and, and some of the harder hundred Ks out there as well. So yeah, should be should be pretty pretty good testing, but also very rewarding event. So and, then, and that's what makes it rewarding is you know overcoming the challenges. So yeah, they sound like good good events. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Now, um, you're currently showcasing different women who have entered GSCR on social media. Can you explain the purpose for this? Yeah, I guess um, the first idea was um, that when we were looking behind the scenes on the um, people that are signing up and, and looking at that and realising the percentage of women were really low um, across all events, the 28 had a few more um, than the other events, but overall, yeah, the percentage was quite low for women. And I thought, well, um, what's the reason? There shouldn't be, there's no physical or mental reason that would um, not allow women to be entering these events as much as men enter these events. So um, as I spoke to Matt and I said, well, let's see what we can do to try and improve this because not just for GSER and having more women involved but over the trail community in general yeah. uh so yeah I just really like an ad advocate for women in sport and being a PE teacher in a primary school um advocating for girls to be more involved in sport and to give things a go um so we just come up with an idea that if we showcase uh women that um, are either training up and doing their first GSCR or women that have done GSCR and being able to show how um, how strong those women are and be role models for other women that might want to be involved in it and, and to show that it's not, not just um, top athlete women that are doing these things, but it's any, any woman could give it a go. So... Um, that was sort of the preface behind wanting to start this and um, to increase women's um, participation in trail running. And what is it, do you think, about GCR that um, is beneficial to, to women in particular? Like, what is it that... Um, could appeal to them, I yeah, guess. Yeah, could appeal to them. Yeah, I think um, there's a few things that, um, that we will have, like, I guess um, Matt said to me earlier that it's um, me being um, an RD, so a woman being an RD for an event like this can help encourage other women to be involved. Um, that just to take on a new challenge. So there's always a reason, there's always other challenges or they've just finished something that was a big challenge for them and there's something to look forward to. Um, I think with the 28K run um, that's now, as part of GSCR, it's a stepping stone for some of those women that may not have the confidence to go, okay, I'm going to try this really big 50 miler event um, or 100 miler event that they've got a stepping stone to, to get that confidence in mountain running to go, oh, okay, well, I could do that 28, then maybe next time. And I've seen these other women that did the 50 and 100 miler in the event that that might inspire them to um, try those as well. Uh, I think we're trying to add in some um, other safety aspects. So I know women running at night and women running by themselves, I know for me that is something that I don't particularly like doing. And I know part of a training program, you can't always get your training runs in in the day. So you do have to sort of sometimes step out of your comfort zone and do those runs or at least um, find ways to 
have someone go and run with you at night or go on the trails so you're not by yourself if, if you're not comfortable in doing that. Um, so we're looking to make sure that everyone that's out on the trails have um, trackers. So we'll be live tracking them. Um, and I know when I was doing um, GCR in 2019 that I struggled with not being able to see the markers and losing the trail on the way back, especially sort of um, from uh, Salwen when you come across and over the twins, the trail in the dark can get very, um, well, I guess a little bit like animal trails or is it the real trail? So I said to Matt, I really want to make sure that those trails are marked well, um, highlighted so runners can um, find those trails and not feel scared that they've got lost in the middle of the bush. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think those sort of things always add to it. We've got an extra aid station um, that will be Mount Murray. So we'll have um, Blowhard Hut and a Mount Murray aid station on the 50 miler. Um, so there's an additional one in there for the 50 and the 100 milers. Mm -hmm. um, also that we're going to add paces uh, for the 50 miler, which hasn't been the case previously. Uh, so I think all those little things add up to giving um, a woman confidence in trying something and knowing they can have extra support and those extra safety factors out on the course too. Yeah, that's a good idea. So would you say um, that you think that mainly the, the, um, the barrier for women to enter mountain races is that fear of sort of being alone on the trails? I think that is one of them. Like for, I mean, I know for me that, um, just having the time well also having the time to train so we're always yes. pulled in so many different priorities so many like if you've got children you've got to be looking after them you're working and even just trying to find the time to fit in the training to be able to be confident that you can take on an event like that yeah. um so I know that is one but also yeah just if you don't have those um supports of um other people that can you can go out running with I know that would be a barrier to be able to go out and train on a trail by yourself or train at night. Um, I think also women I know feel sometimes can be, um, can feel judged about even their appearance or their ability, which might um, stop them from giving it a go because they're, they're not, they don't want to turn up to an event where it's all males and there's only a couple of females and can, that can be feel quite intimidating. And I know even turning up, I remember um, doing my first four peaks and I turned up, I didn't know anybody there. I just decided I wanted to train for an event that year and I was going to do all the four runs. One a previous year I'd done two of them, but I thought I'll turn up, I'm going to do all the four runs. That's my goal for the year. And I turned up and didn't know anyone. And even that um, is intimidating to turn up and not know anybody at a race. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you think, uh, or do you have an opinion on on how other races, um, not necessarily mountain races, but other races in general, could do more to promote um, female participation? Yeah, I think um, as we've started to do, just highlighting those strong women out there that are already doing those races, um, and the women that have done those specific races or whoever's organizing it just to highlight um the the different women also maybe just um having a way to link up women 
to mm. have that support and encouragement yeah. Um, to, yeah, to help them train for the event or just to be there as a support for questions or ideas because um, I guess uh, women have similar reasons why they, they, they've got those barriers where they don't run. So having someone to talk about those with and how they overcome them um, and giving them ideas on how to get past those barriers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think also um, just for my two cents worth, um, speed or, the, or pace tends to have a big factor in some um, women's thinking that, you know, the whole, oh, I could never be fast enough to do that sort of thing. I think, um, you know, the less, um, the less emphasis on cutoffs and severe cutoffs may also help <coughs> encourage. And I think that's one one thing that we will make sure of the, the cutoffs that we've got in place for GSCR. Um, we can end up being quite flexible with those, yeah. given depending on the on the situations, depending on the. Don't have them out there all, you know, all week. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's true. Um, and depending depending on the weather and, and various different things like that as well. Um, but we want to be really supportive of if people are traveling along really, really well, we don't want them to, to stress about cutoffs at particular aid stations or you have to reach this point by this time at all, especially if they are out there enjoying themselves and, and uh, making, making forward movement as well. So, yeah. And, um, you know, if, if a woman sort of came to you and said, oh, I'd love to do the race, but I'm not really sure with, with um, the terrain, like, is it really difficult? What would you say to them about the actual course itself? Um, I guess, as you do when you train for anything, I guess if you you would say, obviously it is um, a mountainous course. So you're going to have to train um, for the vert that it's going to be there. And that it is quite, it can be quite rocky, but there's also some really flowy grassy sections as well on the course. It's not um, all technical. And it's all about just getting out there and training on those different types of um, terrain. So if as long as you get more confident with running over rocky sections and um, yeah, climbing over logs because there was plenty of logs down on the um, AAWT when we were there last. Yeah, I think it's just getting out and and training on those on those different terrains is the only way you're going to get more confident on giving that a go. Yep, and also having having the correct shoes that that are best suited to you and and varying terrain as well, uh, equipment as well, things like having hiking poles. Yeah. Uh, and then if they need some guidance, then putting them in touch with uh, a, a coach that uh, would be supportive of them, very much like peak endurance coaching. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slip them at that one in. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. I just, you know, I just know that some women, you know, I, I can sometimes worry about tough uh, terrain in, in courses and and I think yeah as long as you get in all the training you know just just train for it um you know it's possible for anyone really 
Yeah, and even if they get a chance to be out on some of those trails just to have a look and see, um, I know going out and training on some of it, it gave me more confidence to know, okay, well, this is what it's going to be like when I'm doing the event. Um, yeah, and that you know what's going to what's going to come. Yeah. And also by having volunteers that are really positive, reinforcing that that positiveness that understand what that a runner goes through the highs and the lows and being able to manage that and encourage the, a runner to to keep going or just being out there and being able to give them a high five or a, a smile or, or to pep them up um having having the the right people out on course as well is what we really plan on on having so that yeah, it doesn't matter if you're an experienced runner or or a first first timer that you're going to feel that you've got reassurance out on the trail that I'll get to this aid station and uh, I'll, I'll you know they'll be able to look after me and help me feel safe and and look after me with with food and and whatever uh, the need is. So yeah, yeah. And um, so do you have any final? I mean, I've got some other questions I wanted to ask as well, but just on this topic, any sort of final thoughts on that? or points you wanted to make? Um, I think it's just that I think women probably lack sometimes a bit of self-confidence and that they can just give anything a go. Yeah. That's that's what I've done. And I think um, with a good support, Matt, in my ear going, yeah, you should try that. You should do that. And then I just get that bit of enthusiasm. Go, yeah, I reckon I could. And you just got to train. You've got to put your program together and have the confidence that once you're training on a program and that you will be able to do it. And as um, Belle Campbell had put in her questionnaire that I did to her, it's just, you know, one foot in front of the other. If you're putting a one foot in front of the other, you're, you're still got a pace. You're still going forward. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Even in those hard times, you can still you'll still get there as long as you're putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah, and with the positive, yeah, sorry, sorry, with the positive reinforcement of a good, really um, supportive group around. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's if it's uh, a husband or wife or if it is uh, a group of friends or whatever it may be. Then that there is gives you the power to feel empowered to be able to to achieve anything that you you want to put your mind to and and then by going out and doing it it's uh yeah looking to to tick that box and yeah fill that fill that cup of of whatever it may be that you need so and i think also the way you're organizing it to sort of have a bit more of a community feel with it i think that will help as well i'm, I'm guessing yeah yeah that's, so. that's one thing that we're really aiming for definitely yeah, and, and I think women are a lot more capable than they often give themselves credit for. So, you know, um, that's certainly true. Now, um, I know for um, people who have entered the race, you're organising some webinars. Can you tell us something about that? Yep. So one thing of being able to bring all of the, the entrants that uh, have signed up to GSCR in 2021 together uh, is a bit by using technology to our advantage and being able to hold a webinar that's that's not going to drag on for hours and hours but it's going to be short sharp and to to a point where the entrant can take some really positive information away from it so we're looking to hold six webinars and those webinars will vary in, in different topic each each webinar and there'll be one a month 
and uh, roughly go for, for half an hour, 45 minutes, up to an hour, or, or depending, depending on um, what the topic is. We're going to range from being motivated during winter. So sometimes you don't want to, don't want to get out of, out of bed and get out and, and run uh, through to hiking with, with poles, um, using hiking poles and being able to use them to your advantage. Then there's other topics like being able to gauge what your food and your, your uh, water intake needs to be. So having, having a look at that. There's also talk on gear. So how the right footwear can determine if it makes or breaks your, your race. Obviously training in the correct footwear and, and just some extra tips like that. Um, yeah, so just, just a varying different topic each webinar and then giving, giving each participant the opportunity to, to do a Q&A um, just to be able to, to get a bit of feedback if they oh, I need help with this or I need help with that or, or just to pick up, pick up some tips and, and being able to, to set, them, set them on the right, the right foot. So. And how do, um, how do they register for these? Uh, so any anybody that is a registered GCR runner for the 2021 event will be receiving a dedicated email, and that's and that is a uh, a newsletter, a monthly newsletter, and the link to that webinar for that upcoming month will be in in that. We'll also be recording them so that any entrants that come on later will be able to to go back and be able to to listen in and and listen to the webinar of a previous session so and um have, have any i'm thinking about it now have any other races ever done something like this i don't really think so uh look i know that there's been an elite uh q a that has been done sort of yeah. uh, before before the events that's right but that's more of information sort of series i don't think there's been anything like this not not that i'm aware of um and that's just a just a point of difference that we're offering to people as well uh being able to bring people to, together a little bit as well um and, and then get to get a bit of an introduction so by having some of our sponsors and some of our um our coaches that are involved with GCR on board as well, that sort of gets a little bit of highlighting to their professional services that they have. And then that gives the runners access to a little bit of information that that professional can portray uh, on a particular subject and, and topic, so. Yeah, I guess it's all about just building that GCR community. So it's not just about turning up and running, and then thank you, there's your medal and off you go. It's trying to like make it more of a community feel. Um, everyone can encourage and support each other and help each other out. Very much so. And like today is day one of our mm -hmm. push-up challenge. So we've got Team GCR, which is the, the, uh, the push-up challenge team. Uh, and we've got ourselves a plus, plus a couple of other runners that have signed up for GCR on board doing the push-up challenge uh, and that is to help with mental mental health and breaking down the, the barriers and raising money we'll be raising money for headspace uh, and uh, and any money that we raise contributes towards them so 
today is 130 push-ups. So. Yeah, if, if people listen to this, you know, like in a week or so, can they jump on board a bit later? They can still um, donate money. So it's going yeah. for 25 days 25 days 25 yeah. days <laughs> um so yeah they can push ups did you say we've got a hundred we had to do 130 today and it's 3318 push ups over that 25 days so nice sounds wonderful <laughs> we, get, we get a couple of days of um no push ups in that so yeah we can relax then but yeah they can always donate um go on to the push up challenge website and donate okay mm. Um, and now, I guess, is your chance to plug any other races you might be involved in. So, um, are there any other any other races that you're involved in organising? Uh, there's there's been a couple that we have been involved with, um, as well as race directing. Uh, so there's there's a run called Duncan's Run, which is held at the the Tarabolga National Park, which is out in Gippsland, that we um, we are involved in and part of that committee. Uh, and that's that's just been a run that's been close to close to our hearts. It's a pretty uh, pretty spectacular place to be able to run on the trails and, and really good terrain to explore. And then also supporting the the local uh, community up there and, and so forth. So we have been race director and photographer for for that event. Uh, but there is another event that is a little bit closer for us, and that's the Rugby Twilight Trail Run, which is. Uh, which is just on the trails uh, very, very close to where I live here in Warrigal. And the, the beauty of that run is it's a, it's a twilight trail run on some really sweet single track trails. Nothing, nothing too, uh, too crazy, but it's, it's a really great place to run and then just a really good community event that we, uh, that we help out with and uh, have, have fun putting on. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Did you have any other final, I don't know, tips or tricks for people who want to do GSER that you might want to give them? Uh, look, we just we just look really forward to, to putting the event on and know that the 100 mile, the 15 mile may not be for you. There is the 28K. Yes, you do have to qualify, but we're giving the people the option not to necessarily have to do events, but to train up and showcase, show that they've trained for it instead of having to sign up for a, a, a hard event. Yeah. And then they can submit their application through to that. But that's also because of COVID and not as many events running. And yeah, if you can show that you can train, you've trained and you'll be able to do, do that, then yeah, there's no reason why, why you can't come and, and do GSER. And then also holding the event in Harrietville, Bright Bright have enough of the, uh, yeah. the spotlight, all the events going on there as well, and being able to support the community of Harrietville is, is one thing we're really looking forward to to doing as well. Um, working with the Alpine Shire Council, with Hotham Resort Management, as well as Parks Victoria, uh, and then if you are doing the fifty and the hundred mile, you get to see sections of the AAWT, which is Australian Alps Walking Trail, that not many others get to see at all. And that that there is the it's one of the the um, pinnacle trails in Australia that many people should get out and explore more of. So yeah, yeah, and you can, as I say, you can. Um... Forget about how bad your lungs are hurting and your legs are hurting by just looking at the scenery because it's just spectacular. Yeah.
Yeah, no, that and that's that's a perfect place to end it because yes, it is a beautiful part of the the country there. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and um, yeah, we look forward to to seeing how the whole race pans out. Good luck. Thanks, Izzy. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for having us. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and gained some more insight into GSCR. So the competition for a free entry is, in a hundred words or less, explain what feeling you get when you are in the mountains. Creative and inspiring answers are what we are looking for. And answers need to be in by the 14th of June and email to me, Isabel, at peakendurancecoaching.com.au. The winner can choose any distance for their free entry. How awesome is that? Good luck. As always, if you have any ideas for future interviews or topics, please let me know. Have a great week of running and racing. Thank you.